Welcome to the Gather Influence Podcast. If you had to describe 2022, how would you? I think I would just describe it as indescribable. It's been a year more full of uncertainty and chaos than any that have come before. I'm so grateful that we have an opportunity during this Advent season to stop and reflect on the hope, love, joy, and peace that was brought into our world when Emmanuel, God with us, came and pitched his tent among us. So we're going to interrupt our All the Things conversations just for a few weeks to focus on the four Sundays of Advent and talk about hope, love, joy, and peace and what it can mean to us right now in this cultural moment. We hope that you enjoy these conversations and they help you be re-centered on the true meaning of this season. God bless. Well, today on the Gather Influence podcast, of course, we are interrupting our regular series with this amazing series during the Advent season as we focus on love, joy, hope, and peace. And today I'm so thrilled to have Shelly Bechtold with us. She's the Partnerships and Promotions Manager for Operation Christmas Child. And Operation Christmas Child has been such a valued partner of Gather in this season. She lives in Strathmore, Alberta, and I can say go Alberta because I am an Alberta girl myself. And along with her husband, Warren, and their cat, Keelan, who is an only child. Uh, so bless the cat mothers around the world. But Shelley's work allows her to share with people the wondrous things that God is doing through the gift filled shoeboxes distributed around the world. And I know Shelley as a prayer warrior as well. And she's been on a prayer call with Gather. And she lets us know that she can often be found in their warehouse walking and praying. And I know, Shelly, as we talked just before we press record, like you, you know, that's your favorite place to be. And you get to tell stories and you get to see the real happenings of what you do at the ministry in action. And so in the show notes, we'll put where you can find her, but um, you can find her on Instagram at shoebox underscore Shelly with an E or Facebook. Shelly Beck told OCC, and she regularly posts all things shoebox and her passion for the ministry. And then, of course, Operation Christmas Child on Instagram at OCC underscore Canada and Facebook Operation Christmas Child Canada. And I think what I love most is talking to women like you, Shelly, who you're not coming to work just as a job. This is something I have to do, but this is something I chose to do. And there's such an alignment between your personal passion and the work that you do at OCC. It brings me great joy just to see that. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm I'm thrilled to be here. So as we move through Advent, we are coming up to the third Sunday of Advent. And this week, we are focusing on joy. And I think there's no one better really to have on the podcast than you particular today, not only for the work you do, but I think for what you carry in your spirit, I sense that joy is of great importance to you. So just give a brief synopsis of, you know, what's the world of Shelley all about, some highlights and challenges of what you may have experienced this year in your work at OCC, and particularly the Shoebox Distribution Program. Great. Um, so I personally have been packing shoeboxes for about 25 years now. And in fact, I was a non-believer when I, when I started packing shoeboxes. 
I didn't come to the Lord through this program like so many of the children we serve, but the shoe boxes have been weaved throughout my personal faith journey, and I love them. Now, I'm so blessed that I get to be in this role with Operation Christmas Child as a follower of Christ and truly called to serve him through it. The challenge I think I face most is that people are very familiar with the red and green shoe boxes, but they don't always know what God is accomplishing through them. This is where I get to go and share those stories and watch their faces light up when they realize the eternal impact of a shoebox and understanding what God's doing brings us joy. That's amazing. I'd like to talk about that for a minute, you know, because sometimes there's pushback in serving you know, in another country in this way, because it's like a monetary, you know, goods thing that we're offering them. And it's perceived as well, that's not relationship, that's not going to have long term impact. But you just said that the work of the shoe boxes is not just monetary, it's not just wrapped up in the box, it has eternal impact. Can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah, and that's my favorite part, right? And that's why that's my biggest passion in this is I myself was packing shoeboxes. I was doing six shoeboxes a year. And that was based on, there were six categories. Last year, as a volunteer for OCC, I had heard the statistic that one in six shoeboxes result in a child coming to Christ. Gosh. Can you imagine? And I mean, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm a big mushy person. I cry at everything. I was weeping to realize that for over 20 years, I've been doing six shoeboxes. And all I had to do was show up and, and pack a shoebox, something that was so minor to me. But what God does with that and how he multiplies our efforts, that's that's what I'm passionate about helping others understand is that the shoebox, I always call it the gift before the gift, because it's an opportunity for us to share the gospel. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything, because it's just been a funny season we've been in since 2020, particularly the last year that you have found personally challenging or personally rewarding? You've shared some of that, but anything on a personal level that has changed you? You know, I think, um, and I want to be careful here how I express this. Partly because I came to the Lord as an adult and I I know still very clearly what it's like to live without him. As we went into the pandemic and we saw Christians, true characters coming out, I have been so saddened. My focus, and sometimes, you know, I've, I've been told I can be laser focused sometimes. My focus is on Jesus. 
I don't need to get wrapped up in the distractions around us. My focus is on Jesus. And that's been the greatest challenge and reward. Challenge in watching the witness erode, but rewarding in knowing that there is a remnant. There is a stronger call to stand. So I would say, yeah, that's probably where I've been. Yeah, and we've seen everything, you know, through social media, we've seen everybody yeah. out there saying something about something. Yeah. So you have chosen, you know, very much like Jesus for the joy set before him. I mean, there were so many distractions, including religious leaders who tried to pull him off course and say, you know, build this kingdom here on earth, do all these other things. And he's like for the joy set before him. Why is joy is the focus? Why is like the end game? Why is that so important? So, <laughs> you know, Galatians 5 talks about joy is a fruit of the spirit. So really being spirit filled is the goal more than being joy filled. Joy comes from gratitude in who God is and how he is working through us. We have strength to choose gratitude over our circumstances and you know one of the the real blessings is that there is a resilience that comes from being spirit-filled or joy-filled that allows us as, as believers to go through darker days and truly bear witness to non-believers yeah that's so good that's so good. That takes us a little bit deeper into the into the meaning of it, that it is truly a fruit of the spirit. And so there's kind of two different levels that I think sometimes, you know, we we seek after happiness, that which will make us happy. But true joy is different. You know, it goes beyond an emotion. It's actually a character quality um, that you receive when you're tethered to the gospel. And on the Operation Christmas Child website, in bold, it says, the mission of Operation Christmas Child is to demonstrate God's love in a tangible way to children in need around the world. And through this project, Samaritan's Purse partners with the local church worldwide to share the good news of Jesus Christ and make disciples of the nations. And there are so many organizations, including missional organizations, that give the cup of water but you're giving the cup of water or the shoebox in Jesus' name. So what is the power of joy when you are ministering, you know, something tangible and physical, but it's tethered to the gospel? How does providing a child with a shoebox, like, open that door? So I'll just go through a bit of our process first so that I can help tie that together. We plant over a thousand churches a year worldwide. Wow. We distribute shoeboxes to these children in poverty and war-torn countries. We introduce them through a local church to Jesus using a colorful booklet and presentation called The Greatest Gift. That comes with the shoebox that they're actually receiving. We then invite them to participate in a 12 lesson discipleship program called The Greatest Journey. Mm -hmm. That takes them deeper into his word 
and at the end offers them an opportunity to actually make a decision for Christ. When the children open the shoe boxes and they receive this gift of love, they express a version of happiness and feeling loved. But the shoe box is the gift before the gift. And true joy will follow as they learn who he is. You know, God alone produces true joy. And therefore, only being in him will bring us true joy. Joy does not exist without gratitude. But again, it's gratitude in him for who he is and what he does. Even when we sit down and we write out a gratitude list, we're actually watching the blessings of his hand on our lives. And that brings us joy. I love that you described it as a process, sort of like a journey to joy. So, so for these children, first they experience the, the emotion, the joyful emotion of getting something, you know, so amazing in their hands, but then it's just the first step on the journey to finding the true reason for the, their joy. I love that. I don't think enough people know about that, you know, that disciple, that discipleship is the end goal and um, the church planting as well. I mean, utterly, utterly amazing. So, you know, we live in a world, first world country where we have a lot of privileges uh, that we interpret, interpret as our right and you know, we think that we have a right to be joyful all the time and we can be joyful if things are going well, you know, inflation's down and, and, you know, we can, uh, there's affordability and everything and we've got everything we need, sort of like the comfortable life that's joy because of, but then there's this joy in spite of, and I'm sure that the large percentage of those receiving the shoe boxes, you know, have a joy in spite of life. How do they, I just would love to hear your thoughts on that. Like the difference between joy because of and joy in spite of. Just share some of your personal thoughts. So, you know, again, for me, joy comes as a result of a relationship with Jesus. You can have happiness. Happiness is fleeting. It is limited in time sort of thing. Whereas joy is a long-term state of being that is promised by and provided by God. Mm. So the children, as they go through the discipleship program, that's where they're, they're going to get the actual joy. We think of them opening the box and that being that being the joy, but it isn't. That's the happiness. Yeah. That's leading once you know they take their shoebox and they go home and they're going to feel that love for a while but you know then monsoon season happens or then pests or, or whatever uh circumstances change happiness rolls with the circumstances joy is a centering it's a grounding and it's a grounding in him it's it's long term yeah i love that so you're going deep and wide with, you know and because anything that can be taken away from you is an emotion or fleeting and yeah. happiness comes and goes but joy the enjoy 
in spite of, and this is, this is the journey that you're inviting them all onto. And I love that you said it's, it's long-term it's, you know, and it's through discipleship. You're not a tourist, you know, um, just there for the shoebox, but you become a pilgrim. And I, I love that. I love that. I have a wonderful story I'd love to share. I was just going to ask you, could you share a story? <laughs> this is one of my, my favorites. And I, I go to it all the time because it fills my, my joy cup personally. And it's about um, a shoebox distribution we did back in December of 2020. So there's this tiny little island, and I'm going to butcher the, the name, uh, Enneburr. So it's E-N-U-B-I-R-R. -R. And I invite you know to anybody to look that up and see how tiny this island is. It's between Hawaii and the Philippines and has a population of about a thousand people and no electricity. Now that's one of the stories I love sharing with school-aged children because they can't even get their head around no electricity. We were doing this, this um, shoebox distribution there and four young men got on a boat and the boat was full of cartons of these shoeboxes and it took them six and a half hours to go 40 miles because the water was so rough, but they put this time and effort into reaching this island. When they got to the local church on the island, there were 293 children waiting. Many of the parents of these children were sitting on the perimeter of where the children were gathered. The local teacher shared the greatest gift and then invited them into the, the discipleship program, The Greatest Journey. At the end of the discipleship program, 131 of those children gave their life to Jesus. And we don't even know how many of the parents made a decision for themselves. So the good news is that that island is never going to be the same. Wow. And we get, this is the part that gets me all tingly, we get to share eternity with these new believers. Yeah, that's powerful. Isn't that great? Yeah. See why I love my job? Yes. <laughs> and I love that you love your job. I love your joy, Shelly. But I'm just the image of them all waiting, waiting, just waiting, waiting. Count the children, but you you know, for sure, the parents haven't been, been impacted. I love that. And so I, I love the fact that the parents are, you know, impacted as well. And who knows? I mean, we, we always want to measure everything and keep track. But I think sometimes in glory, we'll find out, oh, that was the impact. And I see you smiling right now, and it's contagious. So this is this is exciting and I sort of compare it to the world again that we're living in where it's so fleeting you know based on you know political stances or the economy or what's going on in our churches or our families um do you think we're losing the war on joy I love this question I have to tell you because again this this really speaks to how I look at 
most of these things. So I'm not sure that as believers, we can lose a war on joy when Jesus is the provider of that joy. Mm. There are so many people struggling and, and losing hope, but that speaks to a spiritual illness or a distance from God mm. and not an absence or depleting of joy overall. Mm. I think our role uh, is to point people back to the cross and share stories of who God is, what he is accomplishing in our world today, and to pray over them fervently and without ceasing. I don't think we can lose the war on joy. Uh, I have to sit with that for a minute. Because if we're having problems finding it, we're looking in the wrong direction into the wrong sources. We're focused on the wrong things. Exactly. And I love, I love that, especially how it ties into this Advent season, you know, make the connection for us in your mind. So for me, the Advent season more than any other time should be, should have our full attention on the greatest gift. Who is Jesus? You know, our focus on what God continues to do for us should have us overflowing with joy and bearing witness to those who in this season are lonely, hurting, struggling in whatever way. Things like, you know, Hallmark wants to draw people into feeling love and desire, but ends up leaving them empty and unfulfilled because they're trying to fill a God-shaped hole in our society with anything but Jesus. So for me, joy in the Advent season is we put our focus on what, what this season means. God came to, to earth as a human, as a tiny baby in a manger. If you don't feel love over that, you know, if you, if you can't be overflowing in joy in that, Mm -hmm. um go back to to where your faith is yeah i love that you've used this word overflow because when we're just seeking happiness it's for us alone yeah. but there's a joy that comes from the joy that jesus brings and it comes in us but then goes out through us yeah but there is that overflow and that's really what changes the world you know when I, that despite yeah. you know personal circumstances despite health challenges, whatever it is, there's still enough overflowing that people go, wow, that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I, I often pray, Lord, make me a geyser, you know, let me spew everywhere. Wow. In this world, when we've got such uh, a, a loud voice for the things that are not of him, we need geysers and let me be that geyser for you yeah let me be that that's, that could be a new song <laughs> <laughs> i am not talented there my <laughs> <Enjoy> geyser <laughs> that's somebody else's calling <laughs> so as we sort of close down this conversation which i would love to keep going because it's it's given me a lot to think about personally what would your hope, Shelley, be for those listening to this podcast and how they can respond 
with joy and anticipation in order to bring joy to others with the challenges that you've given? Yeah, I think that in order for us to bring joy to others, we have to bring Jesus to them. Wow. We need to be meeting their, their needs in a tangible way so that we have an opportunity to point them back to the source of all joy, which is God. You know, be prepared to share stories of God's goodness and good, and good news. Joyfully give our time, our money, ourselves, just as he did. And all of that then comes to, to, to a fruition that we may never see, but we know is there. Yeah. We know it's there in faith. Yeah. And that's pretty real. That's pretty practical. Like, don't just have the heart, but have the hands. Yeah. So yeah. I raised three children and it was part of just our yearly commitment that I would take them shopping and they would choose the things. And, you know, we may have moved from like Tozer Us to Dollar Store over the years, but now the fact that Operation Christmas Child helps the process and what to choose and how to choose it. And, you know, easy to do it online if you would prefer uh, for for Operation Christmas Child to pack that shoebox. But I know what it instilled in my kids was that this comes out of your allowance. You're paying for this. This is sacrifice. This is personal intentionality about giving from what you have and investing it in others practically. So I love that challenge. I think it's real. I think so many of us have a poverty mindset where we go like, we're just trying to survive. We don't have enough. But do you have enough maybe for the one child that may be the one out of the six that would have their whole life transformed. I love that challenge. Any closing thoughts as we kind of finish this conversation that I don't want to end, but I, I know we should. Yeah. I, you know, again, for me, it's um, seek him first mm. in everything and be his hands and feet in this time. Do not be distracted by all of the, well, the distractions of Satan. Satan wants to discourage and wants to divide. God multiplies and keep your focus on him in terms of, you know, we were talking about the, the poverty mindset. Mm. Test God on that. Mm. Every single time I have freely and joyfully given, you know, there's the woman in the Bible with the penny. And all she had was the penny. That's all he's asking is give joyfully. Yeah. You will never miss the money. You will never miss the time. Because what he supplies you with in joy is it exceeds it thousandfold. Yeah. I love that. Give joyfully, not because you have to, but because... Yeah you want to and it's a courageous step to step out and 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 take that risk but it changes you right it changes yep. you so of course joy is possible because Jesus brought it into the world and the world he came into was pretty messed up as ours is too but he's made it possible for us to be 
transformed. And so to be able to, to pass that on to every child and every family and every village and every country impacted by the shoebox is just amazing. And so on, in the show notes, we'll put where we can follow you, Shoebox Shelley and, and OCC Canada. And to keep going online, people can keep packing shoe boxes online. Is that correct? Yes. And in fact, um, if they go to packabox.ca, pack a box online if you follow me on uh, my personal social media i'm actually doing videos because we're packing the shoe boxes in the in the back warehouse right now okay as those are as you're uh making your donations so i'm going to do a video of that actual process of somebody packing the shoe box that you just donated for gosh that's that exciting. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, we can't do, we can't do, we can't listen to this podcast and not respond in, in some way, shape or form. Of course, prayer, yes. you know, prayer that the work could go out because there's so much opposition in the world to so many things um, that are good and necessary, but that this is a stellar year and that there is more uh, that that you imagined in terms of numbers, you know, quantity of shoe boxes, but also the spiritual impact on the lives. And so I want to thank you, Shelly, for your time. I want to thank you for who you are, not just that you are rep representing Operation Christmas Child, but you are re representing the joy, you know, a life of joy, because Jesus is your center. And another time we'll have to have you back and talk a little bit more about your personal journey. But I'm so grateful that we've been able to meet each other through the partnership between OCC and Gather. And you brought joy to my heart today. And I know that those listening uh, will receive the same. And we just pray for that to happen. It's so it's so needed in this world. So thank you, Shelley, so much. Thank you. It's been such a blessing. Thanks for listening to this special Advent podcast series on hope, love, joy, and peace. We're so looking forward to 2023, and we hope that you can join us as we continue in our series, All the Things, Amazing Conversations with Extraordinary Women. And also, we're looking forward to gathering together in Calgary for Gather Rise Genesis and hope that you have February 4th on your calendar. Take care during this Advent season. We're thinking of you, and we do hope that you experience the hope, love, joy, and peace of the season. God bless.